Everybody else, please be seated. You know, it's uh, very windy out there tonight. Did anybody else notice that? So I'm thinking about, you know, as the wind is swirling and blowing outside, we're driving to church. I'm thinking, well, praise the Lord. The wind of the Holy Ghost is blowing in this place. Amen. (laughs) We might got wind in the natural, but in this place we have the wind of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And He is moving in our midst. Glory to God. Well, if you weren't here last Sunday night, I would encourage you, you know, it's easy. You can get a free CD in the bookstore or you can go online, watch the video or or listen to the podcast so you can kind of get caught up. I covered a lot of ground last week and we can't go back and and, uh, do all of that again. But this is the second night of our series, Tongues, the Language of Heaven. Last, uh, last week we emphasized and established the fact that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a precious gift from heaven and it is for every believer. Whosoever believes on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then Jesus said, if you believe in my name, these signs shall follow those who believe. So let me just ask tonight, how many believers do we have in the house? You are sure you are positive that you are born again. Well, that looks like 100%. Well, then, if you are here tonight and you are 100% sure that you are a believer, a Christian, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are a candidate to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to speak in other tongues. And if you have not yet done so, you can before you leave this place tonight. And can I get an amen? Amen. So tonight we're going to go a little bit different, a little different direction. We already established, like I said, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a precious gift for every believer. And tonight we're going to look at the major reasons why everyone who is a believer should speak in other tongues. And we're going to help us all to see the blessing that there is when we come to appropriate the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Can I get a witness? Amen Amen and amen. Well, I got a question for you. Have you ever needed more power in your life? Have you ever been tired of missing it over and over and over again? Well, guess what? When we get filled with the Holy Ghost, supernatural power from on high. We didn't get to this scripture last week. We took a lot of side journeys, but tonight we want to start where we kind of left off last uh, Sunday night talking about when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Everybody say power Power. from from on high. Jesus said this to his disciples in Acts chapter 1. And we want to look at verse 8. I love reading this passage out of the Amplified Version. But you shall receive, say it with me, power, power, ability, efficiency, and might. That ought to make you shout right there. Woo! Anybody could use some ability beyond your own ability? Could use some strength that comes from heaven above. 
some power? Well, then this is what Jesus said to his disciples in his last instructions to them. He told them that they needed to go and tarry. Look at this. He said, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Judea, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends, the very bonds of the earth. And right before that, he said, now this is the deal, guys. I want you to go, and I want you to tarry in Jerusalem. I want you to stay in that upper room praying and seeking my face until you receive this power from on high. And they did exactly what he told them to do. And we know that the Holy Ghost fell over in Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. You can read that on your own. It happened just like Jesus said it was going to happen. The Holy Ghost fell upon them. And when he did, they were endued with a new power. A power that changed them in to another person. And the best example of that power coming on you, giving you ability, uh, giving you might, changing you into another person is Peter. We know that Peter was the one that denied the Lord. And if you read on through there in Acts chapter 2, you will see that Peter, after he got filled with power from on high, after the Holy Ghost and fire sat on him, this one who had been the denier of the Lord became the prophesier of the gospel message. He went out into the street. He preached under the unction and power of the Holy Ghost. 3,000 people were born again. Hallelujah. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a difference when the Holy Ghost comes on the inside to reside. Woo! Oh, what a change. Change you into another person. Hallelujah! Gives you power to carry out the Great Commission. To be a witness. He said you're going to be a witness first of all in Jerusalem. That's right where they were. That was their hometown. Then he said into Judea. That would be like our state. Then into Samaria like their nation. He said you start right where you're at. Start in your home. Start with your family. Some people get hung up on, well, I just sense the call of God, and I know that I'm supposed to go to India. And they might have five or six little kids running around in their house. Well, your first mission is to those little Indians running around your house first. Your home. Take care of those little yahoos or yahoos or whatever. Then go out to maybe your in-laws and your outlaws and be a witness in your family. Be a witness in your neighborhood, in your community, on your job. The same power, the same Holy Ghost that does come on people and helps them preach in other nations of the world will help you preach to that person on your job, at your workstation maybe, That is not very pleasant to be around. But ask God for that power to be a witness. You know, we don't always uh, know what to say or how we need to handle a situation or maybe even where we need to be to encounter a divine appointment and a connection. 
But praying in the Holy Ghost will get your spirit in position to hear from heaven. So we talked about the first one, and these are just a few that we're going to highlight tonight. There's many reasons. There's many benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. So the first one was, He will endue you with power from on high. The second one we want to talk about tonight is praying in the Spirit. Praying in other tongues will sensitize your spirit. I looked up the word sensitize. Thought it was awesome. It will make you susceptible. Sensitize is to make sensitive to light. Like when they process film. Isn't that interesting? Makes you sensitive to light. Well, guess what? You and I have got the light of the world on the inside of us. You and I have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, your spirit gets sensitized to His Spirit and causes our spirit to come into line with what He is saying. The Father of light, hallelujah, makes us sensitive to the kingdom of light and causes us to run from the kingdom of darkness. You and I are the light of the world. Praying in the Holy Ghost makes you sensitive to walking in the light, to being the light, to causing your light to shine ever so bright. Hallelujah. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, we're spending time with Him and it makes it, makes it easier, easier for us to hear His voice. It makes us sensitive to His voice. How do you get sensitive to a person's voice? How do you get acquainted with a person's voice and know their voice? You spend time with them. Pastor Mark and I have been married for almost 39 years. Yahoo! I deserve a medal, don't you think? An award. (laughs) but after 39 years of marital bliss we're happy 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 in our relationship but we know each other pretty well and i guarantee you i know pastor mark's voice you could put me in a room and blindfold me but if he was talking I might stumble over people, but I would find him if he kept talking because I know his voice. And for sure, he knows my voice. My voice is pretty unique, and I know my voice is loud. He can pick me out in a crowd because we spent 39 years together getting acquainted and knowing one another's voice. We're sensitive to each other's voice. It's the same with the voice of the Holy Spirit. The more time we spend with Him, the easier it is to know what He's saying and to follow His direction. And praying in the Holy Spirit will quicken your spirit. It will make your spirit alive. It will make your spirit more in tune and more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
Romans chapter 8, 14 is a familiar passage. Anybody know what it says? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. There's no question if you are a born-again believer, everybody in here raised your hand and said that you were, if you are a born-again believer, then this tells us, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. What does this mean? This means that He is always leading He's always guiding. He's always speaking. But we're not always picking up his signals and his clues. It's not on his end. He loves us so much. He doesn't want you to get in trouble. He doesn't want you to make mistakes. He doesn't want you to make the wrong decision. So he is always there leading speaking but sometimes because we got so much clutter going on in our lives and and we're listening to other voices and we're leaning to our reasoning and our own understanding we're not picking up the signals and the clues and then we're like i get so tired of always missing it why do i always do the same thing over and over again why do i always make the same mistake I wish God would speak to me. I wish the Holy Spirit would lead me. Well, folks, the problem is not on his end. It's on the receiving end. But praying in the Holy Ghost will make our hearts sensitive. And when we become sensitized to the Spirit of the living God, we won't miss his promptings. And his guidance and his leading. We'll hear his voice. Even in tough times, even when our emotions are going all over the place and and our body might be under attack, if we will take time to pray in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit of God, this is another thing, it sensitizes our spirit, but it helps to quiet our mind so that we can hear what he's speaking on the inside of us. I remember many years ago when I was planning on going to Ramah, my mother had surgery on September the 11th on 1976 or 19, yeah, 1975 on my 21st birthday. And it was not a good outcome. She had cancer and it was all over the place and she elected not to do any treatments. Of course, that was 1975. Been today, she could have lived with the help of the doctors. But at that time, there wasn't as much medical science hadn't advanced as far. But I remember when we got that report and then she did end up dying in January of 1976. And I was already planning on going to Ramah. And I'd been reading Brother Hagin's books on healing, and on faith. And I felt, my emotions felt like throwing them in the trash, saying, this doesn't work. I spoke the word, I prayed, but my mom didn't get healed, so this doesn't work. And I remember laying on my bed thinking, well, maybe I should go there. Maybe I should go back to this other school that I had gone to for a year. But I I knew enough not to blame God, and I knew enough to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
told you last week I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old. I remember laying on my bed crying through my tears, praying the language that I had. I didn't have as good a prayer language as I have now, but I was filled. And I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And something, someone on the inside of me, because I took the time to get in tune with my spirit, said, you go to Ramah. And your questions will be answered. And they were. I was sitting in class like a month into school. And Brother Hagin started telling a story about his sister that had passed on. And he was questioning the Lord about it. The Lord said to him, the secret things belong unto the Lord. There were reasons that she didn't get her healing. You don't touch it anymore in your thought life. And I just knew the answer. The answer. The answer came because I was in the right place at the right time. And I had listened to the voice of my spirit, the Holy Spirit, instead of the reasoning in my head. And the awesome bonus about me pressing through that hurt and the questions and going ahead and going to Rhema that fall, the awesome bonus was right here. My hubby. Woo! You know, we don't, I don't think we re- realize the b- real true benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. And when we put things over into His hands and we trust Him to give us divine utterance and trust that leading we get on the inside, the connections that He sets up for us, the appointments that He sets up for us, when we listen to what He's saying on the inside, it just takes a step of faith. If I hadn't gone to Ramah that year, because there was another thing saying, your dad needs you, you shouldn't leave now, you've got two brothers at home, and go wait another year. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, and thank God for a good daddy who said, no, honey, you go on. you got a call on your life, you go, and I'm going to pay for you to go. He paid my whole tuition that year. But you know what else? It was the right time. I would have missed my divine connection. My glorious appointment. They only had Rhema one year back then. Hallelujah. I would have missed it. Thank God I did it. <laughs> and you know, God is so cool. Not only did I go to Rhema and meet my husband there, but he just had it all set up. We moved into apartments. I moved in first. Or no, he moved in first. And he was living downstairs. I moved in upstairs. The day I moved in, the lady said, the landlord said, you know, you might want to check on that young man that's living right downstairs from you. He doesn't have a car. I didn't see him move in much furniture. And you know what? Just being a country little, friendly little girl, I just knocked on the door. And as they say, the rest is history. Hallelujah. (laughs) I didn't mean to get off on all of that, but you enjoyed it anyhow, didn't you? The Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost makes your spirit sensitive. And you'll hear the leadings a lot more clear. You'll pick up on those signals. Another third benefit of praying in the Spirit is it strengthens our inner man. We need to work out in the natural. And like Pastor says, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. But we do know this, that exercise strengthens our muscles. If we can be flabby physically, get out of shape physically, guess what? The same thing 
can happen spiritually. If we don't use our spiritual muscles, we get flabby spiritually. We get out of shape spiritually. But praying in the Spirit is like a spiritual workout. Look over at Jude chapter, Jude chapter 1, verse 20. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude in the Amplified Version. But you, beloved, do what? Build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Doing what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. What happens when we pray in the Holy Spirit? We build ourselves up. We rise up. We go higher in God. Hallelujah. Sometimes things that are coming against us and problems and issues. And I know being a pastor, people have problems. Some of you have issues. You know, what can I say? (laughs) And you know, if we were, if we... If we took on all of that stuff in the natural, could weigh us down. But you know how we shake that off, and we know how you know how we we bring your issues to the Lord. We pray in the Holy Ghost, and when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we go higher and higher. And when we're praying for you, and we go higher and higher. Guess what? We're bringing you up higher. And higher. We're building ourselves up. We're building this congregation up to rise up to where He wants us to be. Walking in complete victory. Hallelujah. And when you go higher in God, do you realize that the higher you go, the smaller things get down here below? We just came back from Orange County, and it's a cool place to to fly out of. You fly out of Orange County and the pilot always tells you, you know, we're flying over all these homes. So they, you go real fast and then they turn the engines off so you don't make noise. We had a little comedian, Stuart, yesterday on the plane and he said, as we got up and we're flying over those houses, he went, shh, we're flying over rich people. You know, kind of was dumb, but anyhow. But you know, it's an interesting place to fly out of. But you notice that as you go up higher, and higher, the things you see down there, the houses, the cars, they get littler and they get littler. Yeah, so that as we go higher, and higher, and higher in God, and higher, and higher, it's praying in the Holy Ghost. Guess what? Those things that you think are so impossible. Oh, those problems that look so big. And those people in your life that look like you know, they'll never change. It's just too difficult. Oh, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Stop looking at those problems as so big. And come on up and look into the face of your big, big, big God. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Woo. Higher we go in Him, the bigger He gets and the littler the problems and the issues get. Hallelujah. Woo. Praying in 
the Holy Ghost builds yourself, strengthens you. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says it this way. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. That word edify there really should have been translated charge. Charges up his battery. He strengthens you. It charges you up on the inside. Hallelujah. Not only do you go higher, but when your battery is charged, you go further. Hallelujah. If your battery is dead in your car, you ain't going to go further. You're not going anywhere. If the battery is dead, and it's the same spiritually, you can be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But if you're not charging your battery... On a regular basis by praying in the Spirit. Your spiritual battery gets low and you just got a little... But He wants you to go higher. He wants you to go further. He wants all of us to reach our destination. Fully charged. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. From glory to glory. He's changing us. We're going higher. We're going further. And we're not by one degree. One degree. From one degree to the next. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be weighed down by all of this stuff that the enemy tries to throw in our way. Have any of you ever been tempted to get in strife? To get weighed down with hurt and bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness? Did you know that praying in the Holy Ghost helps keep you in the love of God. Good friend of ours, actually the precious friend of mine that wrote this book that a lot of this stuff is coming out of, Tongues, the Language of the Supernatural. It's available in our bookstore. Beautiful illustration in this book about praying in tongues keeps you in the love of God. And it keeps you going up higher instead of pulling you down low into the feeling realm into the natural realm. Many years ago, her and her husband, Mark, were preaching over in Europe, and I have no idea what was going on, but you know the devil loves to stir junk up wherever you go. So the night before they were to fly out, one of these pastors felt obligated to tell them some of the rumors that people were saying about them and spreading about them, and none of it was true, and it was all lies. But you know, words sometimes can try to penetrate you and try to stab your heart. So she said she got back to the hotel room. She just was just crying. And her and Mark barely said anything to each, to each other, just didn't know what to say. She went to bed, tossed around all night, couldn't sleep, got up the next morning to fly out. They were sitting on the jet. She started thinking about it again. Tears just started streaming down her face. She's sitting there thinking, Lord, why are they saying that? You know it's not true. That's so hurtful. And she was just about, you know, just taking it all in and getting that hurt and that resentment coming into her heart. And as she closed her eyes, the Holy Spirit said, Janet, pray 
in tongues, it'll keep you in the love of God. And she said, what? And you know, we quote this scripture all the time. And I actually had read, we read, we just read it, Jude 1.20. But you know what the next verse says in the New King James, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, in verse 21 says, keep yourselves in the love of God. The Holy Ghost brought this to her. And he said, start praying in the Holy Ghost. And it'll keep you in the love of God. And it'll keep that strife and that hurt from penetrating your spirit. So she just sat there on that jet and just started praying quietly in tongues until she fell asleep. Just praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And when she woke up, she said all that junk was gone. Hallelujah! Now, I know there's not anybody in here who's ever had the opportunity to walk out of love or to be hurt or to take on unforgiveness. But if you know somebody that that happens to, you can share these scriptures with them and say, okay, don't go that way. Let's just pray in tongues together right now. And pray in tongues will keep you in the love of God. It will wash all that junk away. Hallelujah. Even the toughest things, even the toughest situations, it'll just love. Because when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God, you know what happens? That love begins to just It washes it all out. Washes it all out. Instead of hurt and all of that, the scripture becomes alive. Love never fails. Love is not touchy. Love does not take account of an evil done to it. Oh, Brecky Sondada, let's just practice. I thank you, Lord, for the power that there is in praying and other tongues. Let the love of God wash. <laughs> wash over us right now. Woo! Let the love of God. Woo! Somebody's getting a release right now. You've been holding on to that resentment too long. And you've allowed it to become bitterness. And the Bible says a root of bitterness will spring up. And it'll trouble you. So let it go right now. Let it go right now. Let them go right now. Let the love, let the love, let the love of God. Let it wash. Let it wash. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And some would say, but what is going to happen when I feel like talking about the situation? Oh, what What do I do when I just feel like I have to tell everybody what they did to me and the way they treated me? It's only right that people know how wrong they were. Did you know that praying in tongues not only keeps you in the love of God, but praying in tongues is the last one we'll look at. Praying in tongues will bring your tongue under subjection. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm going to quote Pastor Mark. If you were not here this morning, you need to listen to that message. I'd get the 9 and the 11. They both were powerful. One of the things that he said, God changes a person's life through mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And then he said, you frame the world through the words of your mouth. So we know how important it is to speak the word of God. It is equally as important to speak the language of heaven. The language of heaven is never filled with fear. You can't get a skirt. Holy Ghost. He ain't scared and he ain't afeard of nothing. The language of heaven is not filled with fear. The language of heaven is not filled with doubt and unbelief. The language of heaven is the language of heaven. Hallelujah. And it's all in line with The Word of God. Over in the book of John, about the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm going to give you another comforter. And he is going to speak what he hears the Father speak. That's what you're speaking when you pray in the Holy Ghost. You are speaking the language of heaven and you are saying the words that the Father wants spoken about your life. About this church, about our nation. Woo! It's a hotline to heaven. So, what do you do when you feel like saying the wrong thing, or trashing a person, or getting in strife, or giving them a piece of your mind? You know, there's times I am tempted to say things, not about you guys, not the Sunday night crowd, but sometimes the Sunday morning group. <laughs> You guys are my posse. I'd never say anything about you. But I'll look at Pastor and I'm like, really? And he'll say, say it in tongues. He didn't know he's helping me to keep myself in the love of God. And to keep my tongue in subjection. We looked at it last week. We'll just look at Acts 2-4 for sake of time. But what is the initial evidence? Of being filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to what? Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What was the initial evidence of being filled 
with the Holy Ghost. Help me out, class. Speaking in tongues. That always ministers to my heart. I'm like, Lord, why couldn't you give us another evidence? I'm really good at shouting. Woo! Or I'm good at laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Or, you know, running or dancing or leaping or whatever. But he chose the initial evidence of being filled with the Spirit to be speaking in other tongues. And I believe the answer for us is found over in James chapter 3, verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. The tongue is the most unruly member in our bodies. Now, I don't think any of you, if you're walking down the street with your good friend or something or or somebody that you're tempted to just haul off and kick them in the leg or slap them across the face. No, you pretty much got your leg and your hand under control, I hope. But how many times have we been tempted to say, Nancy, did you hear? Did you, can you believe what they did? Unbelievable. Can't believe it. And to just dive right in to gossip and say, now, you know what? I'm not the gossiping kind, so you better listen first, real good, the first time. Yeah, so we can pray about it. <laughs> The tongue, the tongue is the most unruly member. And I love that the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the very initial one, is speaking in other tongues. Because he's saying to us, if you will yield, it's our tongue. He gives us the utterance, but we got to yield. If you will yield your tongue to me and speak in other tongues, tongue, if you give me your most unruly member, I got you. I got all of you. Hallelujah! Woo! Tongues. Speaking in tongues. Hallelujah! We'll keep our tongue in submission. We need tongue control. And the more we pray in tongues, hallelujah, the higher We're going to go in him. Hallelujah.